Welcome to the Your Money Personal Finance Podcast. I'm David Pratt, along with Peter Shashecki, president of Everything Financial Group. On episode eight today, as we will work our way through the Omni formula, the title is RRSPs, the do's and don'ts, and why there is no real RRSP season. Dave, you made me throw up in my mouth. <laughs> you now have to put money in the swear jar like we do at our office. Okay. RSP season should, shouldn't exist. It shouldn't be a word. There is an RSP deadline. Okay. But this was created by the big banks, the mutual fund companies, to make people overspend, <clears throat> buy on impulse. Let's throw money in because they feel there's a deadline. Yeah. I have to do it now. And you know this, Dave, this is what's so silly. People think the only time they can buy RSPs is late February. Yeah. Like there's a moratorium and they're not available the rest of the year. So today... Let's just break it down into itty-bitty pieces like we did with that TFSA episode and make RSPs easy for people to understand so there's no more of these banks and mutual fund companies baffling them with BS. So let's get to the, the basics. Explain what an RRSP is. Yeah. RRSP stands for Registered Retirement savings plan yep. and registered is the key. So let's just focus on that for okay. a second before we go into the next part. So registered means it's it's registered with CRA and a registered product is one of those ones where um, there's some sort of tax component to it. In the case of an RRSP, you're depositing money, getting to deduct that money on your income tax. And then there's treatment later on where you're going to pay you know, that money back or have to declare it as income, but it's what's called a registered product. And that's the key. Are there different types? There is. There's, there's RSPs. There's a, there's a lot of acronyms here, yep. Dave, and I'm not going to go through them all, but let's go through some of the basics here. There's an RSP. So Dave Pratt deposits money. It's in Dave Pratt's name. When Dave Pratt takes that money out, he has to pay the tax on okay. that money at whatever his income is. Yeah. But then there's a spousal RSP. Oh. So in a spousal RSP, Dave Pratt gives the money to Brenda, because uh -huh. you might as well just give it to her anyways. <laughs> She'll spend it on shoes, though. Yes, um, yes. Gives the money to Brenda. So it's under Brenda's name, but a spousal RSP, Dave Pratt still gets the tax deduction, oh. but Brenda claims the income on a spousal RSP when the money gets cashed in. And there's some other rules to that. There's also things called locked-in RSP. So you were at a company, you had a pension plan of some sort, deferred profit sharing plan, something like that. You left the company and then you get to transfer that money for yourself. Sure. Well, that money may get transferred to a locked-in RSP, which really means it's growing tax deferred and you're just going to claim the income when you cash it in later on. Or a Lira, it's another type. So there's sure. a few of these acronyms they're all registered products. The big thing you know need to know is you're not paying tax on the money when it grows, but you will pay tax on the money when you take it out as income. That's okay. really how these things are all treated the same. My next question is mutual funds. Now, a mutual fund and an RSP- $2, two dollars to the swear jar now. Okay. <laughs> Season and mutual funds. Are they the same thing? No, I mean, but, but, it's, but you're, it's a good question though, okay. Dave, you're right. Because people think, I get this all the time, I don't have an RSP, I have a mutual fund, or I have a mutual fund, I don't have an RSP. Yeah. Nothing could be further from the truth. Okay. A mutual fund is a type of investment that could be in a TFSA, it could be in an RSP, it could just be something you're you're saving money yeah. you know, through. Um, 
an RSP is a type of account. So they're, they're two different things. So they are different. So you can have an RSP, but you could have individual stocks in your RSP. You could have mutual funds in your RSP. If you haven't yet seen the light, AKA portfolio management, you could have a term deposit in your mutual fund. Um, or of course, like I just said, a portfolio manager is the one investing the money with inside your RSP. So it's just a type of investment. An RSP is a type of account. So that's the difference. Okay. Again, we're talking about tax deductions here and all, and all of this. Uh, is my money tax-free or, or is it more like a, a TFSA? Well, the, 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 the thing is the growth is, is kind of the same. Okay. So the money grows tax-deferred. So you're not paying tax as the money grows. That's the same as a TFSA. Okay. But in a TFSA, you've already paid tax on your deposit. So when the money went in, it went from your taxable account. In an RSP, you're getting a deduction on the money when it goes into the RSP. So now the money has had no tax on it. But when that money comes out, so not just the growth in the RSP, but the original deposit are all going to be taxable when they come out. So the TFSA, no tax coming out on the money that you put in because you paid tax on it, but it's also the growth is tax-free. So that's where the tax-free part of a TFSA is, is the growth that you never pay tax on if it's done the right way. An RSP, all the money is taxed when it comes out, okay. and that's the big difference. And this this is something that I've been told, is that not, not to waste my money on an RSP because, as you were saying, I'm just going to wind up paying it all back. Well, not if you come to everything financial and use uh, the Omni formula. Uh, there you go. Self-serving commercial plug, but it's true. I mean, one of the biggest parts of our plan is, is to make the RSP work for you. Yeah. So the key to our the key to a RRSP people is buying it in a high tax bracket, spending it in a lower tax bracket. That's it. That's how you win. Okay. It's not about, oh look, my my mutual fund guy or banker made me X amount of money on my RSP and he made me this and he made me that. That's all a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah, they might make you money. But if you don't conduct it and you don't build yeah. the plan properly, then you could do what you just said. Yeah. You could buy an RSP in a 42% tax bracket and pay it back in a 42% tax bracket if you have no planning. So what's yeah. the point? Yeah. There's no tax savings then. Yeah. It was temporary tax savings. The key to a plan, and this is big in our plan, and we, and we show this right in the plan. It's highlighted. It's there. It's the crux of the plan, is to buy the RSP in, in the higher tax bracket, start spending that money in, in a much lower tax bracket, so besides the earnings that were tax-deferred, not tax-free because you're deferring it to later, okay. besides the earnings that were deferred along the way, you're then paying tax in a much lower bracket. You've got to look at that as your earnings. If, if you're in a 42% tax bracket, you, you cash in the money and start spending in a 28% tax bracket, that's 14% savings. Yeah. That is significant, Dave. But the one thing about RSPs, don't buy them if you're in the lowest tax bracket. Just stick to TFSAs. Yeah. Because there's no tax savings. Where are you going to go but up? <laughs> I mean, yeah. and that's why I talk to a yeah. lot of young people and they go, oh, I need to buy RSPs because they're, they're getting inundated with bank commercials or their parents even who don't know better. Oh, I need to start buying RSPs. I need to start buying RSPs. You're in your, your lowest earning years theoretically when you're just starting out. Yeah. You're going to usually make more. Okay. Save the RSP contribution room. It doesn't go bad. Okay. It doesn't go stale. Save it for later on when you can get the true financial tax savings impact 
of the deposit. Speaking of, you know, later on in life, uh, do I have to wait until I'm 71 to turn it all into an to a riff, an RIF? So you should have done that four years ago? No, yes. <laughs> You're not even close to tick, 71. TikTok, TikTok. No, but no, you don't have to wait till 71. There's a okay. deadline of when you do have to spend it by. Okay. But no, we have a lot of people who start spending RSPs at 60, 61, 62 because wow. it's right for them for their plan. We've managed to put them in a low tax environment. The problem with an RSP is eventually you have to spend the money. Okay. And what happens is as you get older, the percentage you have to spend gets larger and larger. Ah. So before the government puts this gavel down and says, start spending now, and that percentage gets bigger and bigger, have it in your own control, start spending it earlier. If it makes sense for your plan, okay. it's one source of income in retirement. So we have a lot of people who don't necessarily need the money, but we've managed to build their plan where they're in a low enough tax bracket. Yeah. So spend the RRSP and put it in a TFSA because maybe they didn't take advantage of that TFSA and they don't have a lot of money saved yeah. in it yet. They have a lot of room. So you can get growth tax-free and, and do it like that. So, so there's a lot of little moving parts sure. in the plan. And, and that's why I'm such a believer of really doing a financial plan with a fiduciary, someone who's got your best interest at heart and can look over all these moving parts. Because the one thing I love really, David, about, about what I do and, yeah. and the people I meet is that every plan is a new challenge. And RSPs is one of the biggest ones. Yeah. It's like how to use the RSP to your advantage, not CRA's advantage. They've given us all yeah. these rules Let's capitalize on them and use them to your advantage. Now, with that in mind, now, is it smart to use an RSP for like a down payment on a house? And can anybody do that? Well, if there is rules. Anyone can do it if you haven't owned a house before for one or you sold a house and haven't owned sure. one for many, many years. There is some rules in there. There's limits on what you can use for that first time home buyer's down payment plan on a house, um, how much money you can borrow. Is it good? Um, it can be, but you've got to look at what your full situation is because you're taking away from your retirement. And you've got to remember, buying houses is hard, but a lot of people sometimes, sometimes unfortunately, bite off more than they can chew. Yeah. Because you've got to remember, whatever you, let's just keep it simple. You pull up $15,000 of your RSP for a down payment on a house. Yeah. Well, you've got to pay back the money equally over 15 years. Now, you don't actually pay it back to anybody. You have to deposit it back into your RSP, so which means you get the first year grace, and then you've got a 15-year time where if you don't put $1,000 into an RSP, so one-fifteenth of the 15000 yeah. that's going to be taxed on, you added back to your income tax. Wow. Yeah, so people don't always know the full facts going in. So you've got to know the details. And that's okay if that makes sense for you and you can handle the payment, et cetera. But remember, if you put away $5,000 a year to an RSP and you're in that situation I just described, that first $1,000 is not going to get you a tax refund because yeah. it's it's being eaten up by the repayment plan. Okay. But here's, here's something that could be really good. Say there's you and your partner and you're both using money for a down payment on a house, which you can both do if, if sure. you qualify. So you sure. got to go to, you guys, you got to go to CRA or go to our website and look up the rules. And and actually, um, here, why don't we do this, Dave? Why don't we post some of these rules right here in the slides as I'm going through it? So that would be a good thing to do. And the, the thing is, but say 
for whatever reasons, and you're fortunate or, or it's the right situation for you, your partner's going to be the stay-at-home one with the kids or something like that. Yeah. Well, then if they don't pay back the money, they're one fifteenth, it's going to go on their income tax. But if they have no income, they're not taking a hit. Sure. So again, there is situations where you can work it into your plan and you can manipulate the rules, not breaking them, just manipulating them and changing them to your benefit. So sometimes it could be a good thing to yeah. do it and actually allow you to you know, have that extra money to help sure. your family out. Speaking of the rules here, uh, Peter, uh, should an RRSP be invested the same as a TFSA? So if they're both meant for retirement, yeah. they could be the same. But you'll remember in a, if people go back to a previous episode uh, when we talked about TFSAs, TFSA is like the new RSP. Sure. If you're using your TFSA for retirement, that's great. But go back to those previous episodes too when we talked to the portfolio managers a, a few podcasts back and they talk about how they design a portfolio. So sometimes the TFSA may be even a little bit more volatile or a little bit more aggressive because you're never paying tax on that growth. So you want to make as much as possible. And sometime an RSP will have your fixed income component of your investments built into that because uh, I don't even remember what it was, Dave, but we talked about interest. Well, that was in the TFSA as well. And we talked about you and I about yeah. interest being fully taxable. But in an RSP, it doesn't matter how you earn the income or how you earn the money. It's just taxed at whatever your tax bracket is when it comes out. So sometimes the RSP will be a little more conservative because you'll have that income product built into it because it's not detrimental to your tax. So long answer or short answer, <laughs> I tend to be long-winded. Yeah, They can be the same. There's no issue with it if they're both meant to be for retirement or they'll be pretty close. Okay, so kind of yes and a little no there. And a, yes, yes with a little caveat thrown okay, in there. there you go. <laughs> Everyone should have RRSPs to save her for retirement, right? I mean, can, can we agree on this one simple concept? No, we can't agree on anything. No. Damn. What if you don't need them? You tell what, me. What if, you, what if you have all the money there from pension? Maybe you got a massive inheritance. You won the lottery. If you don't need to have that, maybe you were never, ever, 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 in case I'm not clear, in a high enough tax bracket to make buying an RSP worthwhile. If... You're just going to give all the tax money back because you were always in the lowest tax bracket or then more because it's going to catapult you to a higher tax bracket. Why have an RSP? Again, I know I'm a broken record. Yeah. Verbal diarrhea. It's all part of the financial plan. Everyone's situation is unique. So you can't just think, I have a financial plan because I have an RSP. No, that just means you bought a product. Okay. So, so we're clear here. If I have an RSP, then I don't really have a financial plan. We're clear. That's okay. clear as much. Clear. Clear. You, if you, you have an sure. RSP, you've, you have a registered product that you've put some investments in, and that's all you have. Great. You have a head start. <laughs> but to be clear, you do not, 100%, by buying an RSP or buying a mutual fund, people, you do not have a financial plan, but at least you started something. So that's okay. <laughs> That's it for episode eight. Uh, folks uh, like what they've heard uh, and they want more information um, on what to do and everything financial or how the Omni formula works. What should they do, Peter? 
Go to everythingfinancial.com. You can email there. Email your money at everythingfinancial.com. Set up a consultation. Ask us questions. Let's have that introduction and see if we're the right fit for you. And also, if you're the right fit for us. (laughs) And we'll be happy to point you in the right direction because guess what? Information is free. And if you educate yourself, it's never a bad thing. Great stuff, Peter, as always. We'll be back soon with episode nine. And as Peter was saying, if you've got a question uh, or a topic that you'd like us to cover for an upcoming episode, just email the show at yourmoney at everythingfinancial.com.